Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Pep Talk, next episode, episode 40. So today what we're going to talk about is habit or more accurately how we can introduce new habits um, to our days and it's a big topic trying to get rid of really bad habits um, is or can be um, quite difficult trying to introduce new habits um, can be quite difficult And so what I want to share today is just a couple of tips that I've used um, to help me introduce some new habits. Now, I know this is not going to be, you know, or the stuff that I share in this episode today is not going to be, you know, a one fixed solution. It's not going to, you know, take care of all habits. Okay, but hopefully by now, if you've been listening to these long enough, you know that we're not ones for quick fixes for magic buttons, all right? Um, but what we're looking here is to try and use um, use our natural tendencies to our benefit. And th- these natural tendencies or preferences are, you know, we like things to be easy, we like things to be convenient, we like things to not take too much time. Um, and, you know, if something's going to take a lot of you know, thought, a lot of preparation, if it's inconvenient, even slightly, if it's awkward, if it's generally not very attractive to do, it's just going to get bumped off. And any new habit, unless it's been um, brought about by a very strong um, emotional association and in which case it almost becomes habit instantaneously you have like a paradigm shift and you know a a perspective shift and all of a sudden this new way of doing something just happens you know I had that back along where I realized that you know my cholesterol was through the roof and I was way overweight and and I had just this kind of perspective shift in moment and then I didn't have to wean off the food that I was eating I didn't have to you know, it just the next day that was it. I, I had a, 
it was a strong enough emotional association um, that I didn't need to kind of introduce a habit per se. The desired uh, behavior of not eating crap um, was just was just there. That was beneficial. But in other things, um, other small changes that we might want to make in order to make ourselves more productive, more um, in control, more effective, to get ourselves into a more resourceful state and to stay in that resourceful state, these tiny things might take a little bit more effort. We might need to create these habits. And I think it's worth mentioning again that a habit is essentially an or a conscious decision made often enough that it becomes unconscious. Okay? So a habit is a conscious decision made often enough that it becomes unconscious. And it can go either way. That's how good habits are formed. It's also how bad habits are formed. Um, but because we have these kind of inbuilt preferences and tendencies um, for comfort, ease, convenience, the soon, the certain, the safe, these are or can be vehicles for bad habits, okay? Um, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in our personal lives, okay? So a couple of really simple tips for introducing and sticking to, introducing a new habit is easy, but for sticking to or creating a new habit, okay? What we want is to, to turn a, a behavior, a conscious decision into one that it just happens. I don't have to think about it. It's just part of my day to day. Um, so I'll give you a couple of examples of, of what I've done. So for me, state shifting, shifting, um, you know, that's not me shape shifting. It's not me turning into a zebra or something, but me shifting my state, making sure that I'm in a resourceful state. Um, is quite key, as it should be for you. And the quickest, most effective way for me to do that is some sort of physical training, some sort of physical activity. Ideally, it would be climbing, because it is an example of what I've mentioned before, of total appropriate mental engagement. But it's not always easy to go climbing. It takes more time. But what I can do is I can go to the gym. Now, I can... As I record this, I'm tucked, sat out of the way, um, sat in my van so that I can, um, I've got a bit of peace and quiet and I can literally see the gym uh, from the drive of my house, right? It's not very far away. So it's really convenient, which is the important thing, okay? I walk past it, practically walk past it, not quite, um, on the way to and from um, dropping the girls off to school. So that for me makes it really convenient. And like I say, I can, I can see it, it's very easy. But previously, when I've tried to get up really early and go out early morning as part of my early morning routine before we get the girls up, um, I've really struggled because I don't have the energy. I've usually either just eaten breakfast or I've not 
you know, the, the motivation is not there. And although I don't just want to rely on motivation, we don't want to do that, we want discipline. If it becomes a real absolute pain in the butt, if you end up really hating the fact of having to go for that run or go to that gym, it will, it's not attractive, it's not timely, it's not convenient, and there's all these things stacking up against you. You might push through it and push through it, and this is where discipline comes in. But being able to maybe tweak the time of day that we do things might mean that it's more likely to get done. And that's what we're going to look here. Okay, I don't love the gym. I'm not a big gym monkey. Um, pretty well every time I go, I'm struggling in the first five minutes thinking about binning it. But I always go, well, just do the warm up. Just do five, ten minutes of warm up and then, you know, go after that if you want to. And usually... I think there's been one exception. Usually once I've done the warm-up, I'm all right. I'm in, okay? Because after I'm in the warm-up, I'm there, it's fine. You know, the inconvenience is gone. The, the time it's taken to get there is gone, you know, and you're just kind of there. So that's one thing is give yourself permission to quit, but only after the first five minutes. If it's a long drawn-out thing, like trying to meditate or trying to journal, sometimes the act of starting is the difficult thing but rather than thinking, oh my God, I've got to finish this whole journal thing. I've got to finish this whole, you know, morning prep thing. I've got to do all of these things that I want to do. I want to, I've got to get this big gym session in. Look, just go and start. Get five, ten minutes done. The habit that you create or the, the practice of doing it regularly is what we're after, of just walking in the door, doing five minutes. Now, granted, if you just do that forever, you're not going to get any fitter. You're not going to necessarily get the intensity of state shift that you're after. But at least it's moving things in the right direction. The other thing to take from this is by shifting the time of day that you do it, would that be more beneficial? Which brings me back to the things that I've done um, with regard to going to the gym. I would like to be able to go early in the morning and during the winter it's much much harder I found okay I do struggle in the the darker months okay which is why I go to Spain uh, in December get a bit of sunshine there and wherever I can like we've had a couple of sunny days I'm really key to get out and be outside on bright sunny days or even on dark days just being outside um, the amount of lumens that you get from daylight is far far greater even on a murky day than if you were um, in a lit office okay but and when I come to the summer then it's much easier to go to the gym earlier so I don't beat myself up that I have to do this early morning routine or my habit has to be the same throughout the year because I know that my um, mood changes you know and i'm trying to stack things in my favor so during the winter months cut myself some slack i maybe don't get up as early okay and i don't try and fit everything in before the girls get up and before we have to do school runs so what i've done during the winter months is tweaked things i still want to keep this habit of going to the gym probably four or five times a week okay give myself a bit of time to rest and recover usually the middle of the week um so now I go on the way back from the school run. School run's done. Now it does eat into my working day and some could say, well, it's all right for you. You're lucky enough that you can do that. You, I don't have that option. 
The point being here is that you need to look at your own working week and see how you can work things, rearrange things that mean that that habit that you're trying to introduce is easier. It's more attractive, it's more timely, it's more convenient. It just falls into place. For me, I know if I come home and then decide to go back out to the gym later, maybe on the way back to pick the girls up, it won't happen. It just won't happen. I'll be caught up in too many other things. So for me, optimum time for that particular habit is on the way home from the school in the morning. Okay, I've had breakfast, that's digested. Away we go. I'm out and about already. And all I've got to do is just throw a bit of gym kit in a bag and I take that with me. Easy peasy done. So it's easy. It's kind of on the way back. So it's convenient. Um, and then I give myself permission to quit. Just go in, just do five, 10 minutes, bit of state shift. And sometimes I've just done like 10, 12 minutes on the rower and gone, well, ask me, I'm done. But I've got my heart rate up. I've shifted my blood. You know, I've got my breathing rate up and that might be enough just to shift a bit of state. Sometimes I'll stay for a bit longer. So the key takeaway here from you is how can you change the times to make it easier, more attractive, uh, more convenient for you? friend of mine I know goes to the gym on the way home from work because again he knows that once he gets home he sits as soon as his butt hits the sofa he's not going to want to go back out okay and all he has to do is just take the gym kit or have some spare gym kit leave that in the van it's already prepped or in the car and it's already prepped and ready and it's easy to go and he goes with his wife so he's with somebody else they're both on the way they go to the same gym and they go and do some training before they get home that's convenient. Okay, that's just one example. The next is sometimes we just have so much going on that we forget about this new thing that we're trying to introduce, right? Um, so back along, we uh, wanted to introduce, you know, most people's vitamin D is really low, especially because we're not outside i mean something like 50 years ago 80 percent of the workforce was outside 20 percent in and now it's you know very much the other way around most people work indoors we're not getting a lot of vitamin d at all and even when we go out because of um skin cancer and such like you know we're very aware of protecting our skin protecting our eyes and so again the amount of vit d that we get um is diminished so we wanted to, you know, just take some supplements, take some vitamin D and also take a good quality fish oil as well, because that's something else that we wanted to get into the habit of. We're not big on oily fish, um, but we wanted to do something around that as well, because it's proven to increase your effectiveness and increase your brain function and how you feel. But then it's trying to figure out when do you do that? So for us, Every morning we have an ingrained habit. So what we're talking about here is piggybacking or attaching this new habit that you want to do to an existing habit. Okay, and I suppose that's similar to what I've already done with the gym. I've attached going to the gym to the act of coming back from school. And with the fish oil and supplements, every morning I come downstairs, I open the the cupboard door and I get a glass out because the first thing I want to do I've already created the habit of drinking a pint of water straight off the bat okay that's already an ingrained habit 
that took a bit of while to, to get in place, but I drink water before I drink coffee. And there, on the same shelf, right next to that glass, is the fish oil and the Vit D. So in my half awake-ness, I open the door and it's an instant reminder. I practically trip over the stuff. And that's the key thing, is if you have a productivity habit that you'd like to introduce, if you have a new procedure that you would like your staff to take on board and for it to become a habit that they do this thing, whether it's a reporting procedure, whether it's a whatever it is, it also needs to be easy, attractive to them, not just to you or the organisation, but you've got to explain why it's attractive, why it's important, why it's useful, why it benefits them. And it's got to be timely, it's got to be convenient, it shouldn't take too much time. And if you've got practices or procedures or protocols that aren't being followed, or if you would like to generate new habits in yourself or in your staff, taking a look at it from this um, perspective may well throw up some areas where you can make some little tweaks and those little tweaks can massively, massively add up. Let's say you've got reporting a, a, a close call, a near miss, okay? And the process for reporting that near miss that accident near miss, is that you have to go get a folder, pull it out, you know, or you've got to ask the office manager for the folder, pull it out, put out a sheet and then fill it out. There's probably four steps in there too many. Okay, one, you have to ask somebody, I need the near miss, or why, what's happened? And then all of a sudden you've got this kind of discussion thing, you know, in the aviation industry, in order to turn around their, what was a horrendous accident rate, sort of late 70s, early 80s, um, they made it possible to report an incident or, an, or near miss. Obviously accidents were pretty obvious. Incidents or, or, or close calls or um, situations of concern anonymously and without any um, consequence. Because what they were interested in was the information, not apportioning blame. So it became immediately more attractive, or less unattractive, to report it. Then obviously you have to make sure that it's easy to do. You can access it, and, and, and in this day and age, being able to access things online means that it's even easier. But if you've got to access things online and put in a password and remember this and the password changes every three months and then, you know, the, the form itself is convoluted and, and not quite straightforward. All of these things, although people will know that they should do it, it will become a pain in the ass. It will be, take up too much time and so on and therefore they won't follow that procedure so although we're talking about creating habits if we want people to just second nature go oh yep there was a near miss right let's go report it that just becomes the way things are done not quite a habit but more you know a fluid way of operating then applying the same principles can work if you have a you know a some sort of um, event evaluation sheet or a 
course feedback sheet that a trainer or a, a fundraiser or a member of staff um, completes at the end of something, can you attach, you know, were there any notable incidences, were there any near misses, anything report, can you attach that either as a little nudge reminder um, to something that already exists? So these really are just a couple of thoughts and suggestions for you. Trying to make something easier from their point of view, not just yours. Okay. You might be the manager, you might have 10 members of staff and this particular process is easier for you. But the 10 members of staff that need to follow it, it's a pain in the butt. Okay, we need... And if you're wondering why won't they do what they're supposed to do, why won't they follow this procedure, using this kind of approach might well flag up um, some areas for, for some effective tweaks. Yeah. But equally for yourself, if you want to introduce some new habits, some new uh, behaviours that benefit you, then attaching it to an existing one or making it more attractive, whether that's changing the time. And then you can come into things whereby you, you change the meanings that you attach to things. And a big one is, you know, I could look at me going to the gym straight after school drop off, or I'm sacrificing precious work time for going to the gym. Yeah, I'm giving up sacrificing yeah if I use that sort of language what do you think ultimately I'm going to think about me going to the gym at that point I'm not going to I'm going to attach negative associations to it I'm not sacrificing I'm not giving up I am making a valuable exchange okay you're not giving up smoke you're not sacrificing smoking you're exchanging that for something that's going to do you a lot more benefit because when we're looking at introducing new habits we're not going to introduce a habit deliberately that's detrimental to us there'll always be a benefit to us oh i've got to you know give up eating pies you know well there's probably a reason for that because either you're overweight or your cholesterol's through your roof or you've got a risk of heart disease or you know, you're borderline diabetic. So you're not giving up or sacrificing pies. You are gaining much more. So it's a, a very valuable exchange that you're making. And once you can have that kind of shift and you use that kind of language or you attach that meaning to it, the exchange feels a lot easier. It, it doesn't seem a sacrifice because you understand it's not a sacrifice. So, so just being careful of the language that we end up using. Um, is quite important as well. So hopefully a few things in there for you um, with regard to sticking to habits. It's very easy to try and, you know, just to pick up a bunch of things. I want to meditate more. I want to do this more. I want to do that more. But yeah, try and attach it, piggyback it to something that already exists. If you can make it easier, more attractive, i.e. explain the benefits to yourself or, or those that you're trying to help get into a new habit. Um, 
you know, whether you can make it social, whether you bring in other people as well so that you've got either some accountability or you're doing it with somebody else, if that's something that works for you. And figuring out the time it takes to do it. This whole idea of things being our preferences of comfort, ease and convenience, wanting things to be soon and certain and safe. And that's me. I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening.